I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. All right, welcome everybody. So uh, we have an interesting subject today, so hopefully a bunch of you guys are available to chime in. Uh, this is kind of an open-ended thing. Um, so the question of the day is, what's more difficult, like grappling or MMA? Because right now there's always that the whole thing where it's like, oh, we have a good grappler, good jiu-jitsu person. So it's like, like the, the person right now who is like a really good, Jiu-Jitsu person who's going into MMA is uh, right? And um, he's, he's I think he's going to be fighting in one championship, um, so in Asia. And uh, and also there's talk about, you know, like other people. So like Gary Tonnen has also fought in MMA and all that. And, uh, but a lot of people say like, well, um, is like if, if you have a great grappler, then like the way to prove how good he is is if he can if he can win an MMA, he or she can win an MMA. Um, uh, is that a real comparison or or not? So let me know what you guys think. Uh, I'm also using a new microphone, so let me know if you can hear me. Hopefully, hopefully you can hear me. Um, I'd hate for you to not be able to hear me. Um, that would be a tragedy there. So anyway, so that's kind of the question we have today. Um, I kind of want to run through some points because, like, I work at a, at an MMA school, right? So, do, done plenty of sparring um, in MMA, or, yeah, MMA, and then also I've won a couple national kickboxing tournaments, um, and also won a bunch of grappling and stuff like that. Um, let me go ahead and turn down the mic. Thanks for letting me know. The mic is noisy. All right, how about there? Does that sound a little bit better, Neil? Thanks for letting me know. Is that sounding better? Give me a give me a response. Uh, okay, so uh, having been familiar with a lot of these uh, these styles and competing, and also just like a, a training in these different styles, um, um, like, is it just not? Can you still hear me? What do you mean it went back? It went back to just not, you know, is it just quiet? Should be okay. All right. We'll just keep going. So let me know. Uh, um, let me know if there's any, or maybe let me go ahead and just change the position. Hmm. Sounds like someone's hitting it. Let me go ahead and move the position here. All right, this will be directly in front of me. 
podcast. It'll be directly in front of me. So now um, should sound better. And let me go ahead and turn it up a little bit here. Okay, so uh, yeah, thanks for your feedback, Neil. Um, I'm go ahead and switch it up there. Hopefully it sounds better. Um, okay, so I have a lot of experience doing both like MMA, uh, even kickboxing with uh, the Chinese kickboxing. So it has some grappling in it. So even though you're wearing boxing gloves, uh, you can still grab some person and then throw them down. Uh, so it has a lot of like the stand-up throws, kind of like judo or uh, or Greco kind of. And um, so with that being said, sometimes recently I've been kind of thinking that maybe the grappling stuff is a little bit more difficult than the MMA stuff because say if in an MMA situation, if you're grabbing on someone, you're trying to grapple and uh, you're trying to say if you're going for a double wrist lock or something and they're really resisting, uh, if you're, if you have if you can get one hand free, you can start like punching them or, uh, or one of the positions that I like uh, is getting some Nelson. So you just really kind of pin their head down to the mat and then you can like knee them in their body or uh, if you do Asian rules, right? You, um, uh, you can knee them in the head and all that. So uh, in a way, uh, the strikes and stuff can make your whole objective of winning even easier, right? So feel free at any time if anybody anybody who's listening to the live stream, go ahead and start uh, commenting because it's kind of what I've just been experiencing where it's like, um, so if you're trying to just do like a catch wrestling or uh, grappling, it's like a, a no-gi, jiu-jitsu kind of situation, um, in order for you to dominate or to beat that person, it's actually a little bit harder, right? Since you don't have the ways to kind of distract them or kind of soften them up, right? So um, you can't knee them in the body or like really hurt them, right? Uh, there's still like some pain compliance stuff. Um, and there actually, there's still a lot of comp pain compliance stuff in grappling and in, in particular wrestling. Um, but, uh, yeah, you don't necessarily have like full-on strikes, right? Uh, where you can like do hammer fists and like, strikes to the torso and stuff or to the head, right? So uh, in a way you'll have a little bit of a more difficult time to say like maneuver someone. So if they're face down uh, to throw them back onto their back. So they're face up, right? That's, that's, a, that's kind of a, a tall order sometimes if you're like, going up against someone who's really good. So, hmm, that's weird. So you're saying that you can't quite hear it? How about now? I, I have the microphone like right in front of me, like right next to me. I'll, I'll just hold it the whole time, <laughs> right? Uh, so let me know if this is better, because it should be. The settings should be all right. Settings should be okay. So yeah, let me know. Okay, so maybe it's just too far away and I just got to hold it right in front of me the whole time. So, okay, I got to do what I got to do, right? Um, so let me know if I would explain anything like that <laughs> again. So ultimately, uh, I think MMA can make, make winning somewhat easier because of the strikes. Uh, whereas if you're trying to submit somebody or pin them uh, in a grappling match, then... Uh, you're going to have to really be skillful 
and know your techniques really well so that you can like force them to go where you need them to go, right? Um, so that's kind of one of the, the main points I have. And then, but you actually see some people who are able to like be almost like pure jujitsu artists um, do well in MMA. There was a while where everyone was thinking that you only do or jujitsu is the winningest style for MMA. So it got really popular. That, that's basically how MMA started. It was kind of like a, um, a marketing um, scheme for uh, Gracie jujitsu. And um, yeah, they, I think they, they did a great job with that marketing. Right. Um, but nowadays, you know, a lot of people talk about how like a lot of the UFC champions are more wrestling oriented people and, the people that I work with in China as well, they're, they're thinking like the wrestling is a little bit more important than just doing jujitsu. And um, so you have these different markets that are coming in or these different people from different countries who are getting into like one championship that also like um, this one woman who's really coming up in one championship. She comes from that really famous wrestling family in India. They made a whole movie about them and all that. So she's just, she's winning. Uh, she's doing really well. I think she's um, had at least two fights in one championship and um, she just dominated. Uh, you also have uh, another woman uh, from Japan. Um, she's like a judo black belt and um, she's also just like destroying everybody. And like the people that she's fighting against are just like, say like uh, different women who uh, come from very striking backgrounds uh, like, you know, like Muay Thai, Muay Thai in particular, because I mean, just of the region there, I mean, they have a lot of people fighting that come out of Thailand, whether or not they're Thai or not, they'll, they'll be people who uh, have moved to Thailand and spent extensive amount of time there training in Muay Thai uh, in order to fight in MMA. So uh, you'll have some grapplers who, regardless of their level of striking ability, they're still able to turn the MMA match into a grappling match. So, I mean, there's definitely something to be said about that. Um, and like UFC, it, what I'm, at least my opinion is like uh, a lot of people are reverting to boxing. Uh, even maybe they'll throw a few kicks here and there, but it seems to be more hands oriented or boxing oriented. Um, so you, you won't see as much of a variety as like, uh, at least in my opinion, as, it, as when you watch uh, MMA coming from one championship or... Um, uh, some of the other uh, Asian uh, MMA promotions. Uh, but that's just, I think it's kind of regional differences. Um, but so I guess with that being said, I mean, in UFC, you're going to be having a lot of people with the, the like, like we know with the wrestling background who are doing really, really well. And oftentimes it is actually that folk style wrestling background more so than the, the like even judo or, um, or even um, like freestyle, which a lot of people around the world do. Actually, what everyone else besides the United States does uh, in their schools. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, take Neil's comment. So yeah, thank you for uh, being with, with me here, Neil, because uh, you're really helping me out. Hopefully the audio still uh, sounds good. I'm trying to get the hang of this new microphone. So uh, yeah, uh, anyway, so to your comment. 
right? So I see it returning to old school boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's kind of how I'm seeing it too. So you'll see like a person who maybe they, regardless of the background, but say maybe we'll just say like a, a wrestler, right? So uh, an American folk style wrestler, maybe, maybe not they, they whether or not they competed in, uh, in, in a university or not, doesn't matter. But um, they, they kind of pick up boxing and then they're, they're doing all right, you know, like, are they, they, they do enough and they, or they do it well enough. I think maybe like an example of someone who did very well in MMA that kind of had that, that background would be Ben Askren, right? Like he was able to like win, he was able to win. He was able to stay undefeated uh, with like rudimentary striking and uh, but mostly wrestling, you know, just being able to stay on top of the person and pepper them with uh, his punches, even though they didn't seem to be so devastating. Right. Right. Um, all right. So let's see. So. Neil saying uh, kind of like Fedor style. Yeah, kind of in a way uh, he, he would kind of throw these big looping punches and uh, a lot of times it would land like one of the biggest examples would be Fedor versus Tim Sylvia. Uh, did you guys see that one? I don't know if anybody uh, listening uh, saw that one. Like uh, when that fight started, you know, Tim Sylvia was larger than Fedor and um, he just hit him with like three or four of these kind of looping kind of hooks that he does and pretty much stunned him and was able to just take him down and beat him. Um, but yeah, Fedor, he, he preferred to stay on top. I, I think a big example of him staying on top would be that him versus Noguera in Pride. Um, so um, that'd be kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, a lot of people thought Noguera, he could just submit anybody and but wasn't able to submit Fedor, right? And so Fedor, even though they talk about him being kind of like a, a Sambo fighter, it's like, what did he ultimately do um, he was able to get some submissions and stuff like that, but it kind of he kind of just stuck with the the strikes, right? Like these uh, these punches, because um, those weird punches that he would do, um, they were weird and they actually gave him problems. Because a lot of times after a fight, you'd see in the news that he had broken a a, a bone in his thumb or he'd broken some kind of finger bone, right, in his hand and stuff. So he often had to take a lot of time off uh, in order for that to repair and you know just be recovered, right? So uh, I think you're kind of right there where it's like uh, you'll see someone where um, like even though they might have some grappling background, then uh, they're not necessarily able to impose that game or their game plan or even their grappling style when the strikes are involved. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're like a bad grappler or they were unable to overcome the strikes and stuff like that. Um, or it doesn't mean like the grappling is bad or weak or whatever it just means that the games are different right so the different rules and stuff uh so you'll kind of have to play accordingly right so um so kind of going back to the original point here it's like then what do you guys think is more difficult then right if you can be in an mma rules where you'll still have the grappling there available for you but if they're not moving for you or you, you know into a submission position uh you can kind of loosen them up by by striking um or you know you can try to improve your game or improve your your techniques 
and get them to move how you need them to move, right? You can also, you know, like, like I said, you can use some pain compliant stuff, um, but like it, it's, it's still different. And in that way, I, uh, I'm kind of leaning more towards grappling being a little tougher, right? Cause um, you'll have a person who's not worried about getting knocked out, right? So then they're going to be using a lot of force uh, against you. They really shouldn't be, but I mean, you know, my experience grappling with all kinds of people, um, some people will, you know, try to like use as much resistance as they can uh, to make sure that you can't like roll them over or that you can't submit them. Um, so I think you have that. And I think they'll, um, because you can't loosen them up by kneeing them in the, in the torso or anything like that, then they can get away with some of that stuff. Uh, you definitely have to work on your conditioning a lot as well, because uh, if someone's resisting you as hard as they can, then you're going to have to uh, allow them to burn off all that fuel, right? All the energy uh, in order to then kind of soften them up that way, right? So there, there's ways of softening people up, but like in grappling, when you can't be striking them and um, kind of like, you know, striking, kicking and punching and stuff like that, then you're probably going to have to, um, you're going to have to let them wear themselves out, really. Or, or if you're on top, I mean, basically, hopefully you can stay on top and you can uh, just keep them tied up. You'll be riding them, right? You can have hooks in and uh, make them fight to get out. That That's tiring, right? Tiring for them. And then once they uh, tire themselves out, then you'll have a little bit more of a pliable person to move around, right? And, and submit. All right. So Neil, yeah. So um, you truly love seeing scarf holds. Yeah, yeah. Um, me too. A lot of times we call those uh, head and arm rise in catch wrestling. Um, but yeah, like uh, since I mentioned, um, I think her her, la her name, her last name is Hirata in... Um, in one championship. So that, that was one of the women that I mentioned earlier. I think she's a judo black belt from Japan and she's fighting in one championship and she's, I think she's got at least a few finishes. So um, with kind of that scarf hold and she's able to transition uh, say from a throw to scarf hold and to a submission uh, in, in a bunch of her fights. And those are always available on, uh, on YouTube. Like, that, that's, the, that's the other cool thing about one championship is that, they, uh, they put everything online for free for everyone to see. Um, so you can see a lot of good skill. Actually, you see a lot of great skill um, from there. And I really think a lot of the striking is, uh, you know, gives people, especially like say like ones who've crossed over from UFC to one championship, they've had a hard time. You know, they've had to really um, make sure that they, they, they were tough enough to withstand a lot of that striking, right? So um, in that way, like, you know, you're definitely going to have to be able to take a lot of punishment in order to impose, like, your grappling game, right? Like, say, if you guys have seen the, the fights with Gary Tonnen, um, I think he hasn't, or they, I don't think they've given him, like, the, the best of the best. I met one of the guys that he had a match against uh, when I was in Singapore last, uh, this Indian guy. I believe he... Well, if he was in Singapore, I, I believe he lives in Singapore um, because they have a high Indian population there. Um, but you know, he he was all right. But it's he he actually held off Gary Conan's um, uh, attacks, like submission attacks, for a long time. 
uh, in their fight. But I don't think they've given him like the highest level guys yet. I, you know, I think they they put uh, Demetrius Johnson up against some of their higher level guys like right off the bat because I mean, like seriously, you need to right because he's already uh, such a high level um, athlete. And same thing with Eddie Alvarez and uh, Eddie. I believe he lost a match already in one championship. Um, so uh, that's kind of one of the. Uh, kind of one of the differences between UFC or at least Western. So I, I would put Bellator in that category with UFC where it's like, you kind of are seeing this kind of similar kind of boxing with some wrestling style going on. Um, all right, Neil. So you're asking what's the woman's name that I meant, keep mentioning, right? Um, I think it's Itsuki Hirata. So H I R A T I. I mean, Hirata H I R A ta um she's like uh, she dyed her hair blonde so if you look it up you can just look up one championship hirata and it'll you'll see a blonde japanese woman that's her and then they'll probably have like highlights or or most most uh like impressive wins or you know whatever they'll have stuff like videos like that and i think that's what, um, pretty cool with the uh, one championship they really try to build up each athlete and that, that's another thing i don't know if you guys want to talk about that but but uh there's a difference in uh like the news with regards to um ufc because i guess there there was um, a little bit of news about the ufc's deal with espn and since we had covid right they've um like i guess originally they intended on ufc having more events throughout this this year and that was part of their contract. And um, of course, they weren't able to. And then you had some athletes that couldn't compete because they tested positive. And um, but what the main problem is, is that they haven't quite built up each athlete so that the average fan wouldn't know a lot of the people who are competing in UFC. Right. So. Uh, then they can't quite sell these these fight cards, right? So you'll have uh, like you know like um, basically people aren't excited. So then viewership goes down and all that. So that's kind of one of the things I've been reading recently, where it's like uh, compared to one championship. Like if you look at one championship social media, uh, they're always trying to let or introduce these different fighters to you. So the men and the women. And uh, they kind of show you some of their personalities and stuff like that. So uh, one that I know, it's, uh, a woman who lives here in L.A., then like if she puts out something kind of like interesting or funny on her social media, then they'll reshare it on their on their social media. And so that's kind of what they do with uh, all of their all of their uh, fighters. Uh, so in that way, people can know more about uh, each person so that you can get like more emotionally invested when they have a fight card. Right. So that's kind of one thing that's happening. Um, um, all right, Neil. So you, you found her. You found, so, all right, cool. So it's good, good to hear. Um, but yeah, so, but then say, if you look at the social media of one champion or uh, UFC, there's a lot of really polished pictures or some videos where it's kind of like some, some highlights um, or really good pictures of, 
some of the fight cards or maybe some of the people who you who are maybe the more popular ones or the better known but a lot of times it, it, it takes a little while for people to become better known in in that organization as opposed to them kind of introducing the audience to uh the fighters right so then um that's kind of what it's sounding like based on the news i've been reading so they're kind of having this uh, this difficulty with their contract with ESPN. Um, but yeah, I mean, they still, they still have a great facility, right? Cause, um, they've been having these past few fights, right. In, in basically in their office in in Las Vegas, right. Cause, uh, if you've never been there in Vegas, uh, they have like this really cool compound and, uh, they have like, you know, at least two big buildings. I think one is like one of more of their offices. And then I think the other one is where they have those events that you've been seeing a lot, like on, um, especially like a lot of the ESPN events are basically where they're trying to keep, keep COVID from entering. Right. So then where there's no audience and all that's kind of like the big multi-purpose room where they put the octagon in there. Uh, I'm assuming that's just like that other, their second building that they're using. Um, cause they have a, a pretty big compound, uh, just, um, you know, right, right close to the 15 free. Well, if you guys don't know about, about all the, the, the details about Las Vegas, right? So it, it's just a little bit out of the strip, a little bit off the strip to the, to the West. Right. Uh, um, oh, so Neil, you're saying that you usually use Reddit. Like, so do you mean you, you use Reddit to kind of find out about who the people are or, um uh what in which way do you are you using reddit to to get your information from mma or of, of mma or grappling all right so also anybody else feel free to comment because uh, i want this one to be a little bit more open-ended so the main the main topic is what do you think is more difficult grappling or mma right because grappling and also to say like MMA it 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 has become very regulated in that we have a structure that uh, pretty much all the organizations follow where we have like the round system um, so you'll have like they, they do it where it's like five minute rounds and uh, what was cool about um, like dream or like pride or whatever uh, a lot of times they did like a 10 minute first round which I thought was really cool because that allowed the action to unfold a little bit. Um, but say like in our events in the catch wrestling Alliance, we have one, one match and it's a 20 minute time limit. So you can also kind of let things unfold. You can also um, use the whole, the whole strategy of whether or not you're going to try to tire out someone. Um, and also, yeah, you shouldn't necessarily be trying to, you know, shoot your your shot right like or all or waste all your energy right at the beginning because uh you know if, if it doesn't work if you shoot your shot right and it doesn't work and then uh uh then you're tired right <laughs> and then you just get dominated until you you get pinned or submitted right so uh the other the other aspect we were talking about with regards to the differences between grappling and mma is that uh, you can use strikes right to kind of soften the other person up right so in a way with regards to a 20 minute catch wrestling match, um, you have to, you can use fatigue, right? You can use 
your whole idea of like trying to tire out somebody else to soften them up in that way. And with regards to that, or that whole idea, now you have someone really famous in the grappling world, Gordon Ryan. He's advocating for 30 minute rounds or 30 minute matches, right? And I, I believe I think it was like Fight to Win or uh, one of the ones on Flow Grappling. Uh, they obliged him. I think his last match was a 30 minute time limit against the. Oh man, I forgot his name, but he was one of um, he was one of Marcelo Garcia's uh, best black belts. I guess he was undefeated for a few years once he be- once he became black belt or something like that. And um, but he was able, uh, but Gordon Ryan was able to submit him, but they allowed that 30 minute time limit, which I I'm all for that. Actually, I really like that um, because you get to see a little bit more of a pure grappling where um uh, whereas like a lot of the like the olympics and uh, even like a lot of jiu-jitsu matches right so even in, in ibjjf or a lot of the tournaments that you have around where it's like a lot of them are like five minute matches right and then that's why they have to have these point systems and um so if nothing happens in those five minutes at least there's some kind of way to determine a winner right so if you have like these longer matches right as opposed to say like mma where you have where we're pretty much it's kind of uniform now around the world where you have like these five minute uh, rounds and uh, the amount of rounds differ. Right. So I know like in some, in some, uh, I think it's like road FC, they'll have a lot of two round fights. Right. And then, um, right. And then we have like, you know, like the whole championship thing where it's like, they'll have like five rounds for a championship fight and stuff like that. And uh, that's another point I'd like to mention where it's like, I do believe in a way it's like you have like, say boxing where they'll have many rounds, right? The a fight is scheduled for many rounds, but in kickboxing and, and MMA, I do believe that it is a little bit more difficult. And that's why they'll have fewer rounds, right? Because of the whole mix of the kicking, punching and grappling. Um, so there's that. So there's a lot of different uh, things you can kind of, point to whether you know to support your argument right? whether or not like whether or not mma or um, um or mma is or mma or grappling is more difficult so jumpy killer ox thinks mma is more difficult right and um let me see Niels, you're, you're saying sometimes amateurs post their fights oh, probably on like reddit and stuff uh, you, you you usually enjoy amateur fights better because you can see mistakes better. Um, jumpy killer ox, time knees and uppercuts can hurt grapplers if they don't set up their takedowns with their hands. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they don't if they don't tie you up and like get those openings, uh, yeah, of course. That's that's exactly right. I mean, you're uh, they're setting themselves up for uppercuts, right, or knee strikes. Uh, also, too, if they're uh, uh, what I've noticed over the years and uh, what I try to teach people is that like a lot of times what you'll see is someone, if they kind of get clinched up and, and they know that knee strikes are there, then they'll start looking down at the knee strikes. Um, I, I don't believe you should be doing that because there's a bunch of easy ways to defend against the knee strikes. And so that you shouldn't necessarily have to be like focused downwards. Like, so if your face is looking down, that's when it's really great to uh, throw an uppercut. Right. Uh, I did that in um, the last national tournament that I did. Um, 
I kept kneeing this guy over and over. Like once I grabbed him, like I would try to knee to get close to him. Like you said, I, I kind of like reach out my hand, grab and like throw a knee and then put both hands around his neck and then keep kneeing him. And then it got to the point where, yeah, he started looking down to uh, see if he can counter, so he can throw me down or, or, or not. Um, and when he did that, then I just like did this, old, I, I uppercutted him as hard as I could. And then it just like, it made his nose bleed like just instantly. Um, and um, neither, yeah, so that like you guys have really good points there. Um, you, so with regards to that though, I would say like if you're a grappler, don't be looking down, right? <laughs> and ideally, you should you should learn some defense if you do get caught uh, in that situation where they have you. Or they call it like in the tie plum or, or just any kind of uh, clinch where they're going to be throwing knee strikes. Um, I'd say still keep your posture, right? You don't have to be completely upright. Uh, that is one way to combat knees. If you're if you start uh, becoming a little bit more upright, then it makes it a little bit more difficult for them to throw effective knees, like to really kind of load up that knee and uh, really hit you hard with it. Um, but I would say you can still keep a good fighting stance, still kind of be, be looking forward and you can be striking, right? Uh, and then you can wait for your time to time that knee and then you can take them down. And actually that's one of the main ones. I think I've probably put it in a video in the past here. Um, but it's definitely part of that one. Um, I made a video course on our web channel, or our web, our, our website, the CWA Academy, where uh, we mix some of the Sanda takedowns and catch takedowns. We show you how to use them against strikes, especially kicks and stuff. So, those of you who want to know how to use your your um, catch wrestling in an MMA situation, that's the the course that I designed. And so that, I guess, oh, so right now, until the end of the month, we're gonna, I'm going to keep it at 50% off on our website. And I already put the link down in the description box if you guys are interested in that. Uh, it's got a lot of uh, cool things. And that, that was a good thing that you mentioned that because it reminded me of it because uh, that's one of the lessons in, the, in that video course. Um, so, uh, yeah, don't necessarily, like, be looking down because, yeah, uppercuts, knees, so good uh, against say some, some regular grappler who'd, who might just be trying to go in for a double leg or something like that. So Jumpy Ox, the best example of a grappler that sets up his takedowns really well with his hands is DC. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why uh, DC was one of the most successful people. He, he had a great record as well, right? So that's kind of a testament to that. Uh, but then you see like you have like a, a really high level wrestler um, with Ben Askren, and like, he didn't set up much, much of anything well, right? So he took a lot of damage, and then ultimately, but that that Jorge Masvidal fight where he just got put to sleep real quick with that with a knee, right? So kind of going back to your guys' things, your your guys' points, right? With regards to um, that that difference, um, yeah. So keep the comments coming. So yeah, I, I'm still kind of leaning towards the. Uh, uh, well, I guess you know I, I get tired anyway, right? Like I think I think it's both whether MMA rules sparring or just kickboxing rules sparring or catch wrestling rules sparring. Uh, you get a great workout. You know I'll get tired either way, right? So um, you know I, I personally like to do, but I try to 
uh, do like around 10 rounds or sometimes I'll mix it up where it's like three rounds of one thing and three rounds of another style and three rounds of another rule set. Um, so let me know how you guys are, are working out. I know a lot of the gyms should still be closed and I think we're probably going to get a lot more closures uh, in different parts of the country that weren't closed down nowadays. Um, that's why I just train with like uh, a couple people right now because uh, actually one that I know tested positive for COVID. Um, and so we had to help him out. And luckily I didn't, I didn't test positive. I, I, so I'm all right. I did the most, uh, you know, they stuck that stick in my nose and all that. Um, so, um, but yeah, he started getting symptoms and, um, but he's recovering. So that's great, great news. So yeah, everyone be careful, please. Because, uh, you know, you, you don't know how your your body's going to react. I, I believe uh, from what I've heard, uh, some reports where there's some going back to the whole thing about UFC kind of, uh, I guess, contractually, they're supposed to have put out more uh, events this year. Um, some of the fighters that they're not talking about that some of their more popular ones um, who've tested positive, some are actually still kind of struggling with it. So they're, they they. Uh, they tested positive long ago and they're kind of like they're still um, like they would they wouldn't necessarily be having like they're not in a, on a ventilator or anything like that. They've somewhat recovered, but because um, the disease kind of is affecting different parts of our body, they're still having these like leftover symptoms that are really affecting their training and stuff like that. So and these are, of course, very healthy people, you know, like people who exercise a lot. So, um, you know, don't take it lightly. I think a lot of people in the United States are taking it lightly and uh, uh, are too lightly, right? And I think that that's a mistake. And I think that's why we're, we're uh, struggling to get back to normal or normal-ish, right? Right. So, uh, Neil, depends on what you need to work on. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you guys this then. Do you think that, uh, or what, so one of you guys already gave your, your opinion that you think MMA is harder, um, than grappling. Anybody think that grappling is harder to go ahead and comment and, uh, let us know. Right. Cause, and then also, so going back to UFC, I mean, you have Bryce Mitchell, we did a video about him. Uh, he's actually doing pretty well. Uh, his last fight in UFC was in, in Vegas, right? Uh, a few weeks ago. And um, he was having a great time. <laughs> like he was throwing all these uh, different kinds of kicks. Like he even did like a, what, like a crescent kick or that, that, that's one where you throw your leg up and you kind of swing it over and I think it still hit the guy. And, um, uh, but then he would like from distance, like just shoot in and he was able to get a lot of takedowns. So, um, in that way, the whole striking stuff didn't necessarily uh, apply where his, his opponent wasn't necessarily able to put up like an effective defense striking wise, uh, against Bryce's kind of more wrestling oriented offense and ultimately Bryce won, but it's, I believe, I believe it went the distance. Um, so I don't know. It almost, in a way Bryce made it almost look easy, right? So Whereas, what do you think? Do you think that if it was a pure wrestler grappling match, do you think Bryce would have had as easy of a time 
if he didn't have kind of like these uh, these strikes or different ways to fatigue his opponent, um, you know, like that he like like the stuff he has in UFC that are legal, like all these different types of strikes, or if it was a pure grappling match where you know you have to use technique to like roll someone over uh, without the use of like the, those techniques of uh, kneeing and and elbows and stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting question. Sometimes I get really, really tired. Uh, uh, well, I guess I guess they're all challenging. I think they're all a great workout. So I guess it depends on what you enjoy more. But um, let me see. So Neil, to be honest, I think every gym, yeah, every gym probably does open, right? Uh, they oh, if they if they. They should check everyone's temperature. Yeah, yeah. I think some of the some of the places were doing that. When I was in Vegas the these past few months, um, they didn't necessarily do that, but they had people checking masks and all that. And uh, I think all the the hotels and stuff that were open, uh, they checked temperatures of people in order for them to be able to go in or not. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so try to let's try to get over this as soon as possible. Because uh, personally, like I have students uh, in other countries, and that's the other thing. So it's like we have uh, so few catch wrestling, like authentic catch wrestling coaches around. So we have people who are taking our online courses at the CWA Academy. Um, they're taking the online courses uh, from their countries, and um, they would like it if I could go there, right? But like right now Americans are banned or right? like people from the United States, U S citizens are banned in so many countries. Right. Right. Jumpy killer rocks. The most, for most people wrestling and dirty boxing are pretty useful. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, if you can kind of uh, be close to the person or maybe even like kind of get them up against the cage, which, which I believe Randy Couture made really famous. Uh, where he's able to use his wrestling ability to keep the pressure on the person. And uh, I think he, he did it really famously against Gabriel Gonzaga, because Gonzaga really made a name for himself uh, when he knocked out Krokop, right? No one, no one expected um, him to win, and then he just knocked out Krokop. Um, so, so it was pretty great. It was pretty interesting to see some guy, especially at that time, uh, Randy Couture is definitely, he was always the older person usually because he started MMA much later. He was, I can't remember which age, but he was already uh, probably mid thirties and stuff when he really got into it. Um, so and that, that'd be another thing for people to, to think about, or it's like the whole, every once in a while we kind of talk about that where it's like a lot of times it's not necessarily the age, but it's like how much damage you take. Right. So if you're able to, mitigate all that damage that you take and kind of still use your grappling pressure, your wrestling pressure, like the way Randy Couture did, then he was able to use his dirty boxing against a big, a big opponent, Gabriel Gonzaga, who had just come off of knocking out one of the best heavyweight kickboxers in MMA with Crow Cop. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I agree with if, if you want to be only doing the MMA, then yeah, you definitely have to combine more things. Um, yeah. Grappling is really a great, uh, 
uh, skill set to have. I, and for me in particular, I think it's the catch wrestling, which is the the greatest right skill set. Um, especially if you know the, I would say like if the the most legit catch wrestling you can you can learn it really is wrestling heavy um and that's what we're trying to show you with with our all of our events and all that and all of our uh all of our technique videos and all that uh for a while there i wasn't really even showing much submissions i i polled you guys so thank you for for um like responding to the poll and it seems like most of you guys want uh takedowns right so we'll definitely be working on that as well i think we already have uh oh, i did one and so next week uh it'll be one takedown for you guys and i think you can definitely use that no matter where you are whether it's uh, an mma situation or a catch wrestling situation or no gi or probably even gi too right <laughs> I mean, that, that's the one thing i don't really do i was mentioning uh grappling with jujitsu rules and catch wrestling rules and doing different kickboxing and then mma rules and stuff like that but yeah the one thing that i don't the rules that I don't really do are uh, putting on those jackets. Uh, Usman did the same with Masvidal. Yeah, using his, like, talk about a great use of wrestling, right? Usman. Uh, because, and also I think uh, a, even a, another great example with, with Usman and wrestling is Usman versus d1 wrestler uh tyron woodley man woodley was like on his butt like <laughs> like for a long time right uh during that fight and he wasn't able to launch a, a successful offense right so and so that, that was one of the things they were trying to say like oh well woodley was division one and uzman like is not right but i think he was like division two or something like that but uh, they often kind of now now in the wrestling community they'll try to say like oh if D, if you're D one you're a stud if you're um, if you're um, D two you're a stud if you're JUCO which is like the junior college league you know you're a stud so uh, yeah it, it, a lot of times like Division one it just means that at that time where they were recruiting you right when you're graduating high school uh they wanted you right but it doesn't mean that you can't improve to become like a spectacular wrestler grappler later right or at any time so i think that's kind of what we're seeing with uzman where it's like yeah maybe he wasn't at a school that had a d1 program but he still dominated a d1 wrestler which uh, he, he put on a great show and um so uh, let me go go ahead and get back to your guys' question. Also, so Neil, are you back with the the gym stuff? Yeah, sanitize everything. Yeah, sanitize everything. With it, that's that's the thing about COVID, where um, I think a lot of people are actually finally following like all the 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 rules they should have been following. I mean, I mean, gyms in particular, they've always been a place where you can like catch some some kind of bug, right? So. Uh, gyms because I've, I've been working in gyms since like the 90s or like the late 90s or early 2000s um uh, i was at the university gym so they were really strict about cleanliness but then uh, when i worked at a gym outside i mean or if I've, I've been to different gyms and uh some of them are are more filthy than others right so i think now nowadays i think uh they're, they're going to have to, you know, actually do like the minimum, right? Which the minimum is actually pretty good because, yeah, like frequent 
cleaning of surfaces and all that. That's kind of what it is. Right. All right. So, um, yeah, go ahead and keep the comments coming. This, I think, is really interesting. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Jumpy Killer Ox and Neil, for uh, commenting the most. Uh, let me know if you guys also have any questions, too. Uh, we can talk about other other subjects, but I definitely wanted to talk about this because, um, you know, I, I just had been thinking about that. You know, I've been, you know, when, when I've been sparring <laughs> with MMA rules, then uh, maybe, I've, maybe I've been getting punched and then uh, you know just thinking like well if he couldn't punch me then he'd actually have to use some technique to to move me so that that's why i was thinking like well is is grappling or wrestling more difficult than mma in that way right um so let me know let me know keep the comments coming otherwise i'll just take my microphone if it's not working well and and leave right <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, everyone had a great holiday. Um, this is like a lot of people were traveling. It was like the most busy traveling time in the, of the entire year, usually. And I think people, um, even though they were being told not to to travel, I think it still was a major traveling day. Um, and now we have like what Native American. I want to give a shout out to was it Native American. History Day, right? Which was like Friday. It was like Black Friday was actually that day. And uh, since I'm I'm native, then I want to give a shout out to all the other native. <laughs> uh, another thing, like last year on Black Friday, uh, I actually was with uh, my parents at a powwow, um, and that didn't happen. I don't think because they they live out where uh, near near where one of the reservations is. Uh, and my cousins live on the reservation. And so they were, so anyway, we all got together at the powwow. So giving you a little bit more information about me personally. All right. So yeah, let me know if you guys have any other comments or not. Um, we have a lot more um, things uh, to like, basically we'll just continue based off that the poll that I did of you guys. Uh, again, thank you for uh, commenting. A bunch of you guys uh, voted. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be working on uh, showing you a bunch of takedowns coming up. Also, too, then, um, if you if you have any questions about other topics you'd like to talk about, uh, just put it in the comments as well. I'd be happy to talk about it. Um, yeah, so maybe we'll go ahead and uh, uh, it's been... It's been quite a few minutes here, so let's go ahead and maybe let you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. So thank you guys all for watching. Uh, feel free to join this channel. It really helps out, even if it's just um, the at the lowest tier. Just It just helps out. There, there actually have a couple new people. I'll, I'll give you guys a shout out next time. Uh, I'll get your names and stuff. I just noticed that there are a couple new people at the, at the lowest uh, level. And anything helps, right? Helps keep real wrestling alive. Um, and so, yeah, we'll just keep working. Um, you know, feel free to comment on any of the videos. Uh, let us know what you want. Or also, if you didn't see the, the poll uh, that I put out a few days ago, go ahead and uh, you can go vote. And also, I asked if you can comment in the, on that post uh, any additional details. Because, like, a lot of you, like, the majority of you guys voted for learning takedowns. Um, but if there's any, like, situation in particular that you guys were struggling with or uh, wanted to know about 
um, because the, the the video that we have for next week is based off one of your guys, um, dir, you know, direct questions, right? So actually one of the members of the Catch Wrestling Alliance Academy. So definitely focus on on you guys first. Any of you guys who are members of the CWA Academy, definitely focus on you guys first. Um, but you know, just I want to hear about everyone. You know, happy everyone's a. a like whoever's a, a subscriber, if you can at least subscribe, great. If you want to take it to the next level, you know, at the minimum tier for joining this channel, uh, the link for that is below. In the, uh, below the, this little window you're you're seeing me through, uh, that all helps. And we also try to have um, we have actually quite a bit of um, uh, behind the scenes videos and also some additional technique videos. Uh, uh, on this channel if you become like the medium tier and above uh, for our our channel membership so uh, that's one thing that I want to let you guys know that we have we have all these things for you and they uh, just partaking in any of it really helps out a lot and uh, we're hope hopefully because uh, right now we're in Cal I'm in California so uh, we're uh, and I'm in the, <laughs> I'm in Los Angeles County so we're we're one of the strictest counties with regards to the COVID uh, closures and stuff. Uh, so um, I'll see what else we can be doing for you guys to keep, you know, keep you guys watching and um, uh, uh, keep you, keep you guys learning some cool stuff. Right? And also we're trying to keep uh, like, we'll, we'll be discussing some interesting topics as well. So anything you guys want to talk about, let me know. You can put it in the comments below. Uh, consider joining the CWA Academy if you guys want to learn the real thing and help keep real wrestling alive. Um, um, or if you can just help out with subscribing or at the lowest tier um, of the channel membership, that, that'd be great because uh, I enjoy doing this for you guys. Uh, so um, thank you. I appreciate you guys. All right. So I'm thankful for you, right? So it's a Thanksgiving holiday, right? All right, so thank you for watching. We'll go ahead and end it here. Uh, feel free to keep commenting. Um, go ahead and comment in the description box. If, you, if you're not listening to this live and you watch this later, um, yeah, go ahead and uh, leave comments. Uh, also, this is, is going to be available as a podcast in probably tomorrow. So I believe you can comment on there too. If not, you can always uh, uh, catch us on Twitter. You can send a comment on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Uh, yeah, I think those are the main the major sites that we're on. Yep. I think those are the major ones. All right. So thanks for watching. Uh, see you next week.